0: Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Would you take your Bibles and open them to the book of Luke, the third chapter, please? It is so good to be here and thank you for your graciousness and giving. Also to the Red Bug facility and the Michigan Street facility. I know you're watching and today for the next few moments, I wanna speak to you about fire power. We're in a war on this planet today over who controls fire. Because all the fire explodes in life. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word, please? Stand with me in honor of God's word. Luke, the third chapter, verse 16 and 17. I want you to follow the words of John the Baptist. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Everyone in this room out loud say we were created for purity. And that was sweet, but I think you haven't believed you can do better. Everyone in this room out loud say we were created for purity. We were created for passion. We were created for power. We were created for fire. 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 Holy Ghost fire if you believe that would you begin to lift your hands and worship him come on open your mouth begin to praise him it is through the power of your words that you change the atmosphere let everything that hath breath praise him It is through the power of words that you release the prophetic in your future. Do you need a miracle from God? Open your mouth. Do you have a problem with your job? Open your mouth. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Exalted be the name of the Lord. He is worthy of our praises. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him a shout. Somebody praise him. Somebody love him. Oh, come on, church. Release the anointing of God in this house. Fill the atmosphere with praise. He's worthy. We praise you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. (laughs) Give the Lord a clap offering one more time. You may be seated. As you're departing today, there is a resource table. Through the years I've learned certain principles that knowledge unlocks the future. People are all the time talking about the future and want to know my opinion and I look at them every time and say there are two things, what are you reading and who are your friends? You show me what you're reading and who your friends are and I can give you a pretty good idea of your future and not even be a prophet. Because everything is unlocked by knowledge. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. It's the reason why I wrote this devotional created to believe, a 30-day devotional that changes how you think, how you process, how you understand your purpose in life. See, so many people are chasing their purpose and not understanding if you believe, your purpose will chase you. You don't have to chase after God. If you're hungry for God, he'll find you. Somebody say amen. Also out there is the book by Dr. Gary Brothers, Dare to Dream Big. It's a powerful book. It deals with the principle of Abraham. Abraham and Sarah had a tent, and they had a corner in that tent that they believed was perfect for a baby. See, Abraham was dreaming for a baby God was dreaming for a nation. You know how many of us are stuck in the tent of COVID-19? God is saying, come here, I need to get you out of that tent. Look out, look up, look beyond. You've got in mind a baby. I've got something in mind for you that'll change history. And then last, Dr. Rick Freeman, I was preaching for him in the big city of Weatherford, Oklahoma. And he gave me a copy of It's a Test. And when I read it, I called him and said, I want to carry this. I want it in people's lives. How many of you know what it is to go through a few tests recently? Wave your hand at me, please. This is an extraordinary book that you will want to be a part of your life. They're $12 each or any three books for 30. Go buy and check it out. This morning we're dealing with fire power. Now I want you to get this statement. The Holy Spirit is God in action. You need to write that down, you need to memorize that statement. The Holy Spirit is God in action. Our God is a consuming fire. Now I've written this and I believe it deep within me. I believe God wants to move in such a radical fire power that things many believed were lost, stolen, buried, forgotten. He will move in such radical firepower that he's giving birth to renewal, revival, and reformation in the great nation of the United States of America. But until you understand the fire of God. Now, people who hang out with me know that I like spicy food. Now, when my son was four years old, Jonathan, We were in Singapore preaching, and we were taken out to the Goodwood Hotel for some marvelous Chinese food, and there was this dish that had chicken that was sweet, but then it had fire. Now, I'm not talking about fire. I'm talking about fire. For those of you who are Spanish, fuego. Mm. I like when you bite food, it bites you back. And, 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 and my son looked at it, and, and Jonathan at that time had never had any kind of spicy things. And he kind of pointed, and I, I started to give it to him. Have you ever had one of those things you're doing something you can see on your wife's face you're in trouble? And, and I, I gave it to him, now this, and he's chewing it, and all of a sudden I look up, and tears are coming down his face. That's how hot it was. And I could see my wife reached over and patted me and gave me, you know, that thing you do in front of other people. I don't think he likes it. And then all of a sudden, he looks up at me and goes, more. I said, you want more of this? More. He began to eat as much of it as I did. You know why? He tasted the fire. See, I grew up and I never had things that were hot or spicy. Somehow I didn't like that idea. Till there was a time in my life somebody dared to put something spicy in front of me and I got it in my mouth and went, wow, that's got life in it. See, wherever there's fire, there's life. I love spicy food. I love hot food. I like highly spicy, peppery, fiery, zesty, sizzling. Fuego. Do anybody, Anybody in this room know the word fuego? Fire. Now, if you want, you want to write this down. You and I were created for fire. Now, there will be one of three things that happen in our lives. We will either find the venue of the Holy Spirit and begin to taste of the fire of God and see that it is good, or you'll have somebody in your life that will tell you you're a fanatic, settle down, and you'll believe them, or you will turn to the fire that destroys. You and I were created for fire. Fire is the key to the end time move of God. Fire is what releases in the hearts of believer anticipation and expectation. What I read to you from the Word of God came from the great prophet John the Baptist, the baptizer. He gave us two foundational revelations of Christ. He told us who he was and what he was to do. John points him out. Behold, the Lamb of God. Turn, look, and see. He is the one who will literally die, who came to take away the sins of the world. Who he is, the Lamb of God. What he came to do, to die for the sins of the world. And then he points to the baptizer, who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. John points alike to Calvary and to Pentecost. And the two must be ever linked together. Together. Andrew Murray has said the spirit always leads to the cross, and the cross always leads to the spirit. There can be no Pentecost without the cross. And we cannot have the full fruit of what happened on the cross until we come to the outpouring of what he did on Pentecost that we can be a witness. He died. He rose from the dead. He's at the right hand of the Father. And by the power of the fire of the Holy Spirit, we're here to testify. Our God is alive. Now I want you to get this. I want you to see the importance. From Genesis to Revelations, If you've been to church, any at all, you have realized, and somebody's preached, on there is a trail of redemptive blood. It is the blood that when sacrificed deals with our past. But what most people have never bothered to study, now look at me, do you see this in my head? It's the Bible. Fire is talked about in this book over 500 times. Fire. Fire is always to be connected with sacrifice. Why? The sacrifice covers the past. The fire unlocks the future. Let me go see if you'll help me over here. See, a lot of folks got their past taken care of, so now it's time to sit down. I understand there's a lot of churches. They're saved. They're born again. They're on their way to heaven, and they're just sitting here waiting for the rapture. How many know if that's what you're waiting for? You have no reason to be here. Fire is to unlock what has happened in your past as a testimony to the future. Five hundred times. Just as there is a trail of redemptive blood From Genesis to Revelations, from Genesis to Revelations, there is a trail of purifying fire. Fire is the work of the Holy Spirit. He is God in action. The Holy Spirit is the most important person on planet Earth today. And the church cannot be the church without the Holy Spirit moving in action and fire. One of the things you read in the Word of God about fire is number one, it brings purification. Signs that God shows up, but I want you to, put it even, now write this down. Fire is a sign of judgment. You know, when I began to write this, I started to say in my notes, apologize that you have to preach on judgment. I don't know about you, but I don't like talking about hell. And I have people all the time trying to make me say, well, is this person going to be in hell or this person? How many of you know I'm not the judge? Aren't you glad? But I know you're not going to be in heaven if it's not for the blood of Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other truth. There's no other life. See, when you're dealing with fire, you have to understand there is no life. There is no light. There is no love without fire. You've got to get that down inside your spirit. What are you talking about, Brother Michael? (laughs) Write this down. Fire is the key to modern technology. In the natural, we're smarter about fire than we are in the spiritual. You Process it in your head. What it would be like here this morning in this building without fire. How many of you know fire heats our homes in the winter? How many of you know living in Orlando in the summer without fire would be miserable? You go, what, preacher? Fire cools your home. Fire runs your automobile, fire cooks your food. Without fire, that carpet would, exist, would not exist. Without fire, that soft seat you're sitting in would not exist. Without fire, those lights would not exist. Without fire, this microphone would not exist. Without fire, that picture would not exist and maybe you don't want the picture but it's still created by fire. Your cell phone runs by fire. Your iPad runs by fire. Your computer runs by fire. Fire is the key to modern technology. In control, the benefits of fire are too numerous to mention. Out of control, fire can destroy what took years to build. That's the reason why when you're young, you learn don't play with matches, don't touch the stove, but you don't get rid of fire. Fire's not a game. It's not a gimmick. But, you know, I, I hear people say, I don't want to go to a church where there's that fire stuff. Uh, do you want to go to a church that doesn't have the fire stuff? It means you're dead. They just haven't put you six feet under yet. Now, now, now think about it. Has anybody ever turned on the news and a house or a business is burning down and on fire and they say it was electrical wiring? How I many of you run home and tear out your electrical wiring? You don't get rid of electricity. You learn how to control it. You learn how to understand it. You learn to understand what it takes to operate it, how to keep it safe. And please hear me. The followers of God know the fire of God. It's not a game. It's not a gimmick. It is God revealing his glory within us and among us. Please, God, let your fire fall in the house of God. Give us fire power. In Genesis, the first time we see fire is when it deals with Sodom and Gomorrah, judgment. The last time it mentions fire in the Bible is in the Revelation, Revelation 21 and 8, when it deals with those who will be in the lake of fire. Please hear me, according to the authority of God, one day you will stand before God and you will give account for your life. Your mama won't be there, Pastor Carl won't be there, Pastor Alice won't be there. You will be there standing alone, and you will either have the power of God's forgiveness of your past and the fire of your future, but you will give answer to whether you allowed God, the Holy Spirit, to move inside of your life. The Bible says everything will be seasoned with fire. John says the baptizer and the Holy Spirit, he will literally burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's the Bible. The second thing I want you to understand about the fire of God, it represents the authority and presence of God. Wherever you walk into a house and God is there, the fire is somewhere around. Somebody says, why do all the weird people go to fire churches? Because they can't find any answers in the other ones. Why would a demonic go to a church where everybody sits and stares at one another? If you're in a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled church, can I tell you, sick people are going to show up. Demons are going to show up. Liars are going to show up. People who are weird are going to show up. There's a sword outside of the Garden of Eden that represents the presence of God. In Exodus 3, when all of a sudden Moses is out on the backside of the wilderness, he turns to observe a bush that does not burn out, but it burns on. The fire of God is on Mount Sinai when the power of God falls before the people. Elijah, when he prays the prayer, the fire of God falls on the bullock, the wood, and the stone. Elisha, when he's surrounded, his servant stands out on the balcony and he sees all the Syrian army and fear begins to fill his heart. Why? Because he sees what's coming against him. And Elisha prays for his eyes to be open. And when the servant sees that the hills are filled with the fires of the angels of God and all the angelic hosts, please hear me. Yes, there is a world around us and a culture that's trying to stop the message of Jesus Christ. But the hills are filled with the chariots of God's fire. There are more that before us than those who be against us. It's important that you understand fire fuels things because it's energy. The prophet said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. I'm 71 years old and I'm praying, God, give me so much of the Holy Ghost that they'll come to watch me burn. Let the power of God fall and people's lives are changed. It also cauterizes wounds. You know, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma, and I, I, I don't know if I should tell you this, but I, I, when I'm real tired and I've preached hard and I can't fall asleep, how, how many of you get the idea I'm kind of intense? There are four of you. I'm not working hard enough up here. And, 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 and you know, there's so much on TV that if you watch, it'll just pollute you. And and I'm I'm hooked on old black and white westerns. And growing up, I loved the cowboys until one day my aunt told me I was Chickasaw Indian. I've switched sides. You'll have to forgive me. They they, they surround the wagons, and one of the cowboys gets hit with an arrow, and they pull it out, and then they make the fire hot, and they pull out that poker, and and they stick it to it to, to deal with, to cauterize the wound. The night I'm watching it, and the cowboy just kind of looks at him like, what you got next? I don't believe. You touch me with a poker, I'll either cry or hit you back. We all understand it. We get a splinter, our mother. I love Isaiah. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. And an angel takes a coal from off the altars. His eyes says, I am a man of unclean lips. Lord, we live in a nation of unclean lips. The rage of the age. The trauma of drama. We're more interested in what side you're on than who Jesus is and what he can do. We're, we're in an age where we're burning down buildings. Please hear me. It's time the fire of God falls. We don't need more buildings burnt down. And please hear me. Everybody in the past sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not about our past. It's about our future. We need the fire of God to fall in this house. We need the fire of God to fall in Orlando and Miami and Washington, D.C. and the White House and the Senate and the Supreme Court. Let the fire fall. And then last, fire purifies and cleanses. Now in a second you'll understand this. Fire will kill what makes you itch. What? In the 1600s, there was what was called the Great Fire of London. The fire got so hot, there'd been the bubonic plague that it got into the subterrain and killed the rats. And it ended. It wasn't until centuries later that we realized they always thought that the rats were the ones who carried the bubonic plague, which is not true. It was the fleas on the rats. It got so hot that it not only killed the rats, it exterminated the fleas. See, you can kill a rat, but the fleas will get off it and go find another rat. So many times we're killing rats instead of killing fleas. See, the fire of God can get so hot, it'll deal with what makes you scratch in your thoughts, in your attitudes, in your words, in your decisions, and in your actions. People always ask me, what is the most important thing? And most people don't realize repentance is one thing. It is changing the direction of your mind. See, it's amazing, you can come to church for an hour, come to the altar for four minutes, and then use profanity talking to the children before you get out of the parking lot. That's another church, not here, right? You can come to church on Sunday morning for one hour of fire and then watch the fires of hell on HBO for three hours that night. See, what makes you itch? We keep killing rats Instead of letting the fire get so hot, so deep, like my son, when you taste the fire of God, more. we got to have a move. Of the, it's fire that delivers us from unsound doctrine. It's fire that delivers us from my greedy, gossiping voices. It's fire that delivers us from the system manipulators. It's fire that builds the church of the living God that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.